What's going on, guys? This is not talk about keys and lines yet, but this is the ad for Anchor. And if you don't know what Anchor is, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let them explain. So first of all, it's free. Absolutely free. No monthly subscription. No late fees. No none of that. No minimum listenership. So... You know what that means. Bang. Bop, bop, guala, guala. So we could monetize our podcast with absolutely no minimum listenership. So you could start making money right from the very beginning. And also you'll be on all of the top major podcast platforms and they distribute that for you. Yes. We don't have to do it manually because Anchor does it automatically. So they take most of the work off your hands. All you got to do is just do the simple stuff and talk about it. <laughs> See what I did there. There's more. <laughs> There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Right from your phone or computer. And when we say phone, we mean Samsung Galaxy X10. Uh, yeah, I guess iPhone. We can do it like Apple too. <laughs> so basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Um, just so you know, the platforms that I can distribute your podcast to are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, so much more just to name a few that's all the hot boys yeah so download the free anchor app from your app store your play store whatever or go to anchor.fm to get started that's anchor.fm to get started tell them keys and lands sent you cool let's talk about it what's going on guys welcome back to talk about it with keys and lance i am your host keys aka man in town aka the great one aka the one above all aka mr narcissist aka mr toxic aka i'm not letting Nans talk aka i don't care what he got to say this is what i have to deal with Trent. aka i love everybody aka i'm the nicest guy around aka i don't know what people say and negative things about me for aka i don't give a shit AKA we about to start. This is the part where you say AKA. AKA. A- <laughs> I apologize. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even need. I don't need no introduction. I do not need any introduction. Roll intro. <laughs> All right, guys, so thank y'all. We are back for another episode. We are here. This is like number what, 18? This is number 18. Number 18, man. Y'all been rocking with us from last year. Um, so December almost... 26, 2019. Yeah. So thank y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, today we got a special guest with us, but I'm not going to introduce the special guest. I'm going to leave this to my boy, my co-host. He's going to sexy this introduction up. Right now, you are tuning in live to talk about it with your co-host, Lance, a.k.a. Lionel the Sage, and his co-host, Keys, a.k.a. Man in Town, with our special guest, Yannick Smith, CEO of Therapy Learning Center. And an all-around boss in her own way. Which is fine. Take that out, bro. You're going to take that out. <laughs> uh, glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. So, um, the main reason why you're here is to speak about 
I think you did address something that I believe a lot of Bahamians are skipping over. In fact, I could say the world because I haven't seen it on social media. I haven't seen it in main media stream. I haven't seen it anywhere. But we have to talk about it. Because at the end of the day, not all of us have, and I quote, I hate to say it like this, but normal or regular children. So in regards, let's talk about uh, kids and adults with special needs and how they're being handled in today's pandemic. I mean pandemic, sorry. Oops. Okay. I'm correct. Huh. Slip of the tongue? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hello again, everybody. Um, I am Yaz, a.k.a. Huh? The Guest. I can do my AKAs too. <laughs> I am a special educator. I've been a special educator for 16 years now, and I love it. Um, I am the founder and director of Therapy Learning Center, and that's a functional academics and life skills center for individuals with autism and other developmental delays. So, speaking of this pandemic, <clears throat> and um, you know, the schools were the first. Um, institutions to close so teachers had to figure out a way um, of getting the education out to the kids immediately overnight and the first thing I thought about was the special education community and how that will work because you have a lot of um, students who have low attention span low focus little attention and they can't sit and operate a technological device so we had to come up with something Hmm. Now, when you say we, you're speaking to the general teaching community? I'm speaking to the special education community. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what I was hoping was, I the first thing I did, I emailed the director of education and some of the senior education officers. At this time, do you know who the director of education is, by the way? Yes. Can you get his name? Sure. Oh, you want me to say it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> His name is Marcellus Taylor. Marcellus Taylor. Marcellus, Marcellus Taylor. He is the edu- the director of education. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I emailed him along with some of the other senior education officers under the special ed community, um, asking them how are they going to go ahead with virtual teaching for the special needs community. I received an email back, which um, I wasn't satisfied with because they talked about BJC, they talked about GLAT, and they talked about um, packages that the schools will print and give to parents. Now, I, I don't mean to stop you. Um, no, go ahead. But, and I, I hate to sound so blunt with this. What the hell BJCs and BGCSEs got to do about kids with special needs? Okay, so <clears throat> this is. Um, this is, this is their explanation. Obviously, I don't agree with it. Oh, let's hear this. Uh, standardized testing is huge in this country. It's huge, across, it's, it's huge across the world. However, our educational system is 70 plus years behind. Broken? Yeah, that too. Broken, um, not suitable for many of our students. A lot of our students are misdiagnosed or undiagnosed, and they need special services, and they're not getting it. 
but yet they're required to sit a standardized test, a BJC test or a BG, BGCSE examination, even the GLAD, even the end of end of year exams, right? Mm. So it has nothing to do with the special needs community. But if you're in, uh, if you're quote unquote special needs, um, you're still, and you're in a government school, you're still required to sit some sort of examination. And I think because of the quick, how quick this thing happened, they weren't prepared to do something for our special needs community. Because they're not adjusted to the future. And because it was never addressed in the past. Now, I would say this. They have tried to implement certain programs and um, certain institutions, and it didn't work out because of lack of consistency, lack of resources, lack of knowledge, lack of manpower. Um, but it's doable. It's, it's just, it hasn't happened. And now we're in this pandemic, and Hopefully, they're seeing that we need these things in place. In regards to the manpower now, that's that's the part where I'm going to address. And keep this in mind, I ain't stroking no one at this moment. But I I am going to address two sets of major teachers in this time in in regards to our virtual learning. Mm -hmm. That's uh, you and Mona Pratt. Now, um... Who's, is she a special educator? Um, no, no, she's not. But if she steps into the field, she can get it done. Okay. I say that very uh, very confidently. Now, from this stuff kicked off, her knowing the position of certain students and whatnot, who may or may not have the internet or computer or anything of that matter, she knew how to cater to two different sets of students. Those who have the internet, who can de- who could um, get virtual learning, those who do not, right? Now, in regards to the virtual learning process, right? Manpower. You said they don't have it. Meanwhile, you're getting it done, and she's getting it done, and it's only you two who are bringing up these topics to said government officials, and they lack the manpower? Well, let, I, I should have said appropriate manpower or competent manpower. I'm going to go with competent. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's not to again. I I know the theme of this podcast, and y'all tell it like it is, and I do too. But it's not to knock any educator. It's not to knock any special educator. Definitely will knock the government, the the Ministry of Education. Because well, I'm gonna knock them. Yeah, because we have been when I say we, uh, myself and a group of other special educators, we've been advocating for programs for our special darlings for years and. They're not in place. Resources are not in place. And even with the paperwork, you still would need somebody who can sit with them, be patient with them, and know the strategies and the techniques. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And a lot of our parents aren't equipped to do that. And a lot of our parents are still working. And if they're not working, they're concerned with how are they going to get their next meal? How are they going to pay the bills? So it's a lot going on. But yet, the pressure to still sit a test, an end-of-year test, which are, I think they're coming up, is is mounting on teachers and parents and the students. And we expect them through all of this to perform, which I think is unfair. See, that right there, that right there in and of itself, and no matter how many times I look at it and I try to be a fair or rational person about it, I can't be. Because my sister, my little sister, God rest her soul, she was a child of, of special needs. 
And I ain't afraid to talk about it when it comes down to the government school called Stapleton Primary School. I don't know if it still has the same name right now. Quite frankly, I don't care because they had nothing set up in place from then to now to actually make the students better. If anything, my sister went in there worse compared to when she was in Stephen Dillard Primary School. They did nothing for her. Whenever we came there, she was sitting either outside of her classroom or she was sitting at the front of the office and they would always con consistently just feed her unnecessary food. Mm -hmm. Food wasn't good for her. There was no proper planning when it came down to physical education. Um, I think there's something what you do with the kids where they learn how to wash their own clothes at a washer house, spend their own money at stores, um, balance their own money with bills, etc. Mm -hmm. what, what do we call that? Go to the gym. Life skills. Life skills. Mm -hmm. There is no proper... There's no life skills, period, in, yeah. in, in, in Stapleton. Let, let, let's call it spade a spade. Let's let be real. There's no life skills plan at that school at all. How long ago was this? My sister has been gone from when? She's old. I lost count. It's, it's been so many years. Okay. But I know she went there from we were like in primary school. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Now I went to I went to um, junior high school in 2002. I was done with high school by 2008. She was still there. She was there from I was in primary school. Okay. Um, how close do I have to hold this mic up to my mouth? Right here. So here is not good. No, you can put it right here. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. Well, Stapleton School they have since they have since um, I think they got a, <clears throat> a new principal some years ago and mm. they started they revamped their life skills program and I have a cousin with Down syndrome and he went through don't give the looks he went through uh, <laughs> the program like I said it it all comes down to competent knowledgeable and one word I didn't say willing uh, people educators you have to be willing to go through teaching the same skill every day until the child gets it or until you modify whatever skill it is. You cannot, and again, because of these standards, the across-the-board standards that they put on the students, teachers are then being pressured to meet a certain criteria at the end of the school year, and if it's not met, then the fault is on them. So if a child isn't getting a concept that you're teaching, you put that one in, on the side. You put that one on the side, you focus on the ones who are getting it because at the end of the day, it's about the result of, results of the ones who can actually do it. And that's the issue. And that is why I started my center because I know a lot of our students aren't going to um, excel in the, using, in the typical academic way. Because everyone doesn't learn a, the same. Everyone doesn't learn the same. And academics isn't for everyone. You have all sorts of learning styles, you know? And most of my students, they, they are tactile learners. They learn with their hands. They learn visually. So we go places, we go to the grocery store. They learn how to shop. They learn how to look at the items on their grocery list. 
those who can't read, they have pictures and they go and they pick out. And all of that builds social skills, it builds independence, and it helps with their life skills. So basically, these kids been knowing how to spend VAT before most adults. Oh, yes. That's what you teach at your school? Yeah, yeah, that's what I teach that's at incredible. this center. Yeah, yeah. Because it's important. It's important. My, my um, this is not a plug for my Instagram, but Teach Simple. Don't plug yourself. Um, Love so yourself. Teach Simple, uh, that name came about because... I looked at the, the education system and it's so complicated. Like, make it simple. Make it simple, not just for special needs um, kids, but for all of, our, all of our kids. You talked to me a lot, Lano, in school. Certain subjects you didn't get. You love music. You're very hands-on with when it comes to multimedia, right? Did they teach you that in school? Nope. Okay. So could you imagine if you have a program in school for um, kids who can excel in the typical academic field, um, you have a program where you look at their gifts from early on, you look at what they're good at, and you tailor a program for them instead of just a cookie-cutter curriculum or a cookie-cutter program that they get lost in and then at the end of ninth grade or 12th grade you tell them oh you can't graduate and then that goes on their record makes them look bad they can't get a job like they're incompetent exactly. like they can't pick up a job and, and, <laughs> yeah. and that, that's, that's, that's what bothers me about society you know what I mean like don't, don't get me wrong there are a lot of kids who never graduated school uh, right, but at the end of the day they're successful millionaires or billionaires in today's society but at the end of the day how easier do you think it would have been, and, and, and this is me asking a rhetorical question, how much better do you think it would have been to say, hey, help these kids learn while they're still kids, while they're still here? Like, what the hell is so difficult with putting something aside to say, hey, this one learning in this regard, let's find out what makes him tick and what makes her talk. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it's more than one way to get this thing going, going across. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you say, we focus on these couple of sheep right here. That other sheep, let the wolf slaughter them. Mm -hmm. we, we, we ain't care about them. We care about the special student who writes you getting all the A's and the B's. Oh, you was my favorite student. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the students over there are looking like, yo, what that person got that I don't dread? Yeah. And even, even when it comes to the grading system, uh, I feel like it does a lot of students a disservice because if you get an F in math, it doesn't mean that you can't count money. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to do certain things. You just, the way that it is taught, and sometimes children have tests taking anxiety. You could be brainy. You could, I have gifted students as, as well. But when it comes to sitting down and taking a test, the mind goes blank. And it's not that they don't know it. It's just the environment that they're in you know and right it, it's that pressure and they don't know how to self-regulate in that in that time and so they go blank and then that grade then reflects who they are as a student or what they're capable of doing which isn't so so let me ask you something what you what lana was alluding to earlier what i'm basically finding out what makes people tick with me what makes people talk um instead of using the same curriculum for every student um, same grading system. How would you, as an educator, an educator, like what would you propose to the Ministry of Education to implement? Like oh. what what idea to say? Hey, maybe let's not use the same thing for everybody. Let's say Jack and Jill they learn they learn the traditional way. They get academics or whatever. 
and there goes um Tony or Tori and he you know he maybe doesn't get it the same way Jack and Jill get it but you still sense that you know he's a smart guy he just needs to learn another way what would you okay so I get it um when you're diagnosed with any sort of special um disability special needs you are required to have an IEP and an IEP stands for Individual Education Plan or PEP, Personal Education Plan. So every child with a, a developmental delay, they have an IEP or supposed to have an IEP. Mm-hmm. This is why early intervention, early detection is important. The earlier you, you, you find out that a child, a student has some sort of learning delay or developmental delay, they should get an IEP. So an IEP will look at you, for example, look at what's your diagnosis, if you have a speech delay, if you have a processing delay, and then it will list certain categories or certain domains, and the domains range from your emotional goals all the way up to math, um, reading, and life skills goals. And you would have a specific set of goals for for you to accomplish. In the abroad, not just in the states, abroad that is taken seriously, that is um, held by it's under the law, and if you don't follow it, you can be penalized. Oh, of okay. course, over here, you know, we're a little bit more relaxed, so um, the IEPs are really, I would say, relaxed, relaxed. Uh, so the IEPs aren't really taken that seriously. When you have an IEP meeting. You should have um, several people in the meeting, not just the teacher. The teacher is actually just one of the extras. You should have a specialist, whatever specialist the child is seeing, um, or a therapist, the school district superintendent, um, the parent, the guardian, uh, any doctors. And so it's a lot that goes into it. Uh In a way, I do understand why we don't have it here because, again, the lack of willingness, the lack of manpower, and the lack of Competence. But here's the thing, uh-huh. in regards to that mind power, you and I, the therapy learning center to me exists today because one, willingness, all right? The therapy learning center has more of what it has today because of mind power. You have people that were willing and you have people who have the mind power to do so. You understand? Yeah. Keep, keep this in mind. And, and I, I hate to be the one to tell a little bit of your tale here. But last I recall, you started this thing off on your own. Mm-hmm. You understand? You started this off on your own, and then as it expanded, so did the people that, that came along. You understand? And these people, they came along because they wanted to do this, you know. But let's say how long they wanted to do this. Let's say how long you wanted to do this, and, and you wanted to do this with another institution, or even the government for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. And for that matter... They never wanted to give you a chance. It wasn't recording? No, you, you oh, good. Okay. It, it was. I got to do it again. Now, they didn't want to give you a chance. So what did you do? You made that chance happen. And other people who were now on your team now, right, you gave them that chance because someone else didn't. Right. You see what I'm saying? I, I rant on and I say this because no, there, there, there's too many people out here right now who don't have a chance to actually do this because the government don't want to give them a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's the thing. There are people who are actually gifted. And I always say that teaching is a gift. 
there's the science of teaching and then there's the art of teaching. The art of teaching comes from the heart. You were born with it. You can go to school and learn how to be a teacher, but when it comes down to actually reaching a child or actually pulling something out of that child, that's a gift. And not every teacher in our, in our um, educational system possess that. Fine. Um, <clears throat> when it comes down to manpower, think of these uh, statistics. We have 7,000 plus special needs um, individuals in our country with little over 150 special educators. Little over. Um, so you do the, the ratio to that, right? So we don't, and, and the special educators that we have, a lot of them are just the general special educators. You, we would need specific um, educators who can deal with speech, speech issues, who can deal with processing issues, who can deal with a child with Down syndrome versus a child with autism, a child with behavior um, problems. So it's, it is a lot, but once we start, I feel like once we start, once we have something in place and we're consistent, and I will keep using that word because we have so many different programs thrown around, but it's no consistency. It's no consistency, it's no accountability. And so the, the students continue to fall through the cracks. Yeah, I started my, um, my uh, center because I, it's my personality. I'm not gonna wait around for somebody to put something there. You know, like I said, I realized my students, I taught the teenage um, and adolescent uh, special needs uh, students, but I wasn't gonna wait for them to graduate to something. You know, a lot of times we talk about, oh, they, they graduated from school, they graduated from high school, but what are they graduating to? What, right. What's there? Right. What's there in place for them? That's you know? it. So yeah, so I started that. I started that so that they can have a place to come in, get the necessary life skills that they may not have gotten in school, and job training skills, and then we find places for them to work or volunteer. And what is so hard about that government? Because you have the resources, manpower, willingness, all that in a bag of chips. And where are we today? Again, it's back to consistency because we do have, the government does have certain programs, but it's back to just being consistent with it. Um, yeah, they're consistent enough to get a plaque on a wall just to hang up in their office yeah, and just priorities. to be done with it. Priorities. Just and, to make and, them look good. And to be, to be quite honest, the special needs community is not at the top of the list. We're actually, I think, all the way at the bottom of the list. Education is at the bottom. So special needs, we're probably underneath the ground. Good God. You know? So, <clears throat> but I continue to do what I do, and I do all that I can do for as long as I can do it. And I, I try to bring a community of educators together because, like you mentioned, there are people out there. There are people out there who are willing to do this, who are willing to put in the work, who go above and beyond, my staff, I would big them up. They work super hard. They are passionate, so involved. They inspire me. Um, so we have people out there just getting them to know that, hey, you can do it. Step out. If you have your ideas, step out. Think outside the box. You know, I, <clears throat> I'm not afraid of breaking the, the rules or breaking the law when it comes to getting my students what they need. We want so. you to be a part of our system to make society fail continuously, Miss Smith. Um, 
and we're going to do that by any means. That's the only thing that I hear whenever I see you and I see them. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> what do you want right. to do? That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right. Any um, closing remarks on that situation? Yeah. Okay. We started off with you know education in the in the pandemic. Um, I just want to say to the teachers who are working super hard, going through it because I'm getting text messages, emails. We have a group. They are stressed out. It's a lot of work. I do it every day um, until four or five o'clock and. It is difficult, but because of the love for our students and for some teachers, because they have to do it, um, they it you know we it has to be done. But I just want to encourage the teachers to continue to breathe, um, do what you can do, take care of your mental health first. And Lana, you always preach this to me that I need to take care of myself first. We have to take care of ourselves first. If mentally you are not there. Shut the laptop off. Shut the computer off. You can't do it. In this time, everybody's going to have to be understanding. Eleventh commandment is look out for thyself. Right. So keep your cup full, um, and the overflow will be for others. Um, and I know we'll get through this. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. And, and to the government, this is a, let this be a... a learning curve let this let this be an eye opener that we need things in place for our special darlings they're mm-hmm. important too right all right brother. oh i'm sorry i'm trying to remain as good as possible because we have guests but um her words and i hate to say it but in my 29 years of existence they've been falling on deaf ears I could say this not only based on my sister, God rest her soul, but many before her. In fact, I've had two sisters that I didn't speak about. Two sisters. One is gone, one is still here. Both of them went to Stapleton. All right, cool. So before I go on a little ranting rampage about this whole ordeal, there are those who may be optimistic about the government remembering, and I quote, our little darlings. I don't, because they only remember themselves. Sorry, not sorry. And if y'all got a problem with what I have to say, change my mind. Let's talk about it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, let's have a call of action. Call to action. Call to action for the government. Um, well, if anybody listening, tag some government officials or whatever so they could heed the words of Mrs. Smith. Please think about the little darlings, man. Have some preparations in place. Let's get in case the next next thing happen, we prepared for it. And stop telling people like myself, oh, 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 oh well, you see, young man, it, 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 it's not that simple. For you see, shut up. Yeah, we ain't trying to hear that. We ain't trying. Over 29 years, we've been, we've been hearing that. It's hey, not that simple. And teachers, teachers, and especially parents, like, don't be afraid to speak up. Parents, parents are going to change this ultimately. We're just the vessel being used, but parents are going to have to make noise. Don't be afraid to make noise. I encourage parents to stand in front of Rosson Square, in front of the House of, of Assembly, and make their voices be heard. Boy. Because that you have a wicked look in your eyes, boy. You have a wicked look. <laughs> to, to me, I, that, that's a whole another topic right there, but yeah. like... There's so many things we need to be down on Rosson Square for, baby. Yeah. Like, and we don't do it. We do not 
do it. That's why this ship, from I've been born, and still now, just bloop, 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 bloop. Because we are not on Rosson Square. We look at the things that Americans march for and people in the UK march for. And and, and some of these people, they'll, they'll riot on for a whole game yep. with a team loss. And the team ain't even caring or ridiculous about it. You remember when the, Phil- the, 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 the guys from Philadelphia, the, I think, what they call Philadelphia Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl. Damn people rip up the city. You hear me? They rip it up. Why we don't do the same for the most important things of Maria? All we do is talk about it. No pun intended. But all we do is talk about it on social media, and we use our little Twitter fingers and all that mess. But, like, why are we taking actions to the streets? Why, Wait, leave it up to me, buddy. If we as strong as we say we are, none of these politicians supposed to even be able to get inside the house by the time it's we didn't reach. Hey, listen, they say 5 o'clock, this, that, da, 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 da. Cool. All us meet you at this given time. Y'all ain't going inside and tell y'all there what we, the people, have to say. Because at the end of the day, we mark the X, we pay the VAT. Y'all work for us. We don't care if you're politicians. We don't care if you're as public doctors. We don't care if you're public lawyers. We don't care if you're public judges. We don't care if you are law enforcers. Y'all work for us. So now y'all need to hear what we have to say. And because a lot of people ain't doing that, that's why we're in the situation we'll be in today. That's why the ship still sinking. And this is why you have a podcast called Let's Talk About It. It encourages people. People just need to know that they have somebody on their side, you know. As human beings, we, you know, we're communal. We want we don't want to stand up by ourselves and and say or point out an issue. We have there are people who are brave enough to do it. And I hope there are more people like that. But people want to know that they have a community behind them. And so this podcast, I hope it does it. I hope it gives people the courage to speak out more. We're not bashing in any way. We're just saying the truth. We're saying what it is and how it is. Um, and we do need parents and other teachers who are passionate about this to we speak need, up. We need everybody, man. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, to speak up. Politicians, too. All right. <clears throat> Salons, I need you to do the thing, man. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's my... Is it time for me to leave? No, 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 no. I, I got this, I got this. <clears throat> everybody now. Not you, everybody. What are you talking about? It started with you. You're just sharing the floor. All right? You, you, you want to say that again? Bet. Cool. Kyo's Childhood Memories. Bling. Oh, that's what to do all right, so um, just so y'all know the date of this podcast, it is June 4th, 2020. Um, yeah, just putting that out there for anybody that may not know. This podcast will be heard um, firstly on Anchor, Saturday, June 6th, yeah, June June 6th. 6th, 2020. And proudly, we will also be heard on Plague Discover Music Channel. At Playmaster today, Tuesday, June. What is Tuesday? Tuesday is June 9th. Um, I'm gonna go June 9th, Tuesday. If that's not it, then don't 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 kill me. Yeah, yeah, it's June 9th. It's June 9th. Yeah, because Sunday is June 7th, Monday is June 8th, 
Tuesday, June 9th. Yeah, bang. So check us out there. Now, for the memories, Lana, you first. <laughs> All right, bet. What is this segment? Uh, it's, it's, it's called Kiyo's Childhood Memories, but everyone, including the guests, shares a childhood memory. Whether it be a good one, a bad one, a funny, or even a scary, or a happy or sad. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> Trust me, it can be short, sweet, to the point. Like, um, let's talk about my childhood memory, right? Um, one one of my childhood memories. Um, there's this place that we used to go to um, further down from 163rd Northeast down in, uh, in North Miami Beach um, called Victory Pool. It was called Victory Pool. It's now called Victory Park. However, the one thing we always used to do every single day, and I can't believe I'm sharing this as an adult, we used to hit up this corner store, my cousins and I, me, Carlos, Travis, Chad, and even my brother DJ, and we used to uh, post up by this corner store, and we used to talk to like certain adults, and we used to like ask them for 50 cents and whatnot to get on the bus or call our parents or something because we needed to get home. But in reality... <laughs> In reality, these Haitian folks, they had the best fried chicken and spicy coleslaw ever. And they huge pieces of chicken, my guy. Okay? Like, for real, for real. Corn artist. Listen, it got me fed before I went swimming. Ah, I regret nothing. I regret nothing. The limp people. Um, excuse me, can I have 50 cents to make a phone call at the phone booth, please? I need to call my mom because my brother left me. Thank you. Yo, what's up? I can eat me that chicken. Okay, uh, 60 cents. 60. I come right back. Um, excuse me, do you have 50 cents? <laughs> <laughs> That's my childhood memory, boy. Them chicken was nice. Them 60 cent chicken was nice. Swindling poor folks or them money. Swindling poor, the majority of folks used to give us was, bro, man, stop. They had a beauty salon right on the side of the store. See? No excuse. And the majority of the women that used to come, they used to look like they was bougie. Doesn't matter. So you know they had it. So half of them, they given a dollar. But ma'am, I'm sorry. I, it's not silver. It's okay. You can go to the store and change it. Thank you so much. By the time you come back out, they didn't go on. So that means the rest of that money is mine. Bet more chicken for me. (laughs) (laughs) Got me fed. (laughs) Can I go next so you can round it up? Yeah, you go. Okay, so (laughs) my what's what's the name of the second? Childhood memory. Okay, so the first childhood memory that came to mind was when I was probably five or six. I, I don't think my cousin will listen to it. I should let her, I should tell her about this so yeah. she can listen to it. Yep. My cousin used to babysit me, and um, I was a little bratty as a child. And so she was babysitting me one night, and I wasn't listening. So she took me outside. I promise you, how I remember it was it was 12 o'clock, 12 midnight. On a, It was a dark, dark night. And she took a belt, and she we had a huge tamarind tree in our yard. She took a belt, and she tied me up in the tamarind tree, and I was <laughs> and I was hanging there. 
And I was I was calling her to let me back inside and she kept she kept she cracked the door and she was laughing at me so much. And to this day she doesn't remember it. I remember it clearly. And she was laughing at me and laughing uh. at me. And finally when she said I learned my lesson, she came and she took the she she loosed my hands and she brought me inside. Which cousin is this? <laughs> what the hell? It's a cousin I'll tell you off air. No, 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 no. Which cousin is this? Wow. Because I need to know who house <laughs> I come into. Well, she said she never did it, so. But I remember it. That's, yeah. I remember. I painted such a good image in my head. <laughs> so now I got your cousin to look for. I got Miss Davis to look for. I just need to know what school. The only thing I'm playing, I'm out here. I'm out here. All right. Bet. Hey, don't incriminate yourself. I am vengeance. I am the knight. Okay, Trump. I am law and order. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. First of all, first, you know what? We ain't even we ain't even having this discussion. You say you had an axe memory or? Oh, I mean, no, no, no. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I have a bunch, but go ahead. All right. Um, well, yeah, my memory, this was from adolescence. Um, I think I had known one of my best friends now. Uh, teens. He was. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was, uh, he was a guest <laughs> on the show. I had known him for like maybe six, seven months at this time. So you know, I you know we were pretty cool. We lived with the same corner. That's my boy. Uh, I think this was during like an Easter break or whatever. Of you, uh, I noticed. I I would always expect him to come knocking on my door in the in the morning. You know, we chill out, but he didn't come this particular time. So I went to his place to see what's up. Knocking his door, he was there. He answered me. But he wasn't letting me inside. He wasn't opening the door. So naturally, I got frustrated. Like, why is, why is this nigga keeping me out of the house? Uh, so after about two minutes of him not letting me in, I decided that I had to pee. Uh, I took out my penis, and I peed all oh over boy. his door. And <laughs> all over his door? All over the front door. He wouldn't open the door, so I can leave a surprise for you, buddy. Um, yeah, he, he, don't, he doesn't let me live that down this, to this day. I don't know if you tell his mom, but if he did, LMA, I am sorry. I was a young child. But yeah, he pissed me off. You know? So I pissed on your door. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, no. Right. All right, I want to introduce a quick new segment. It's I don't, I don't know of a good name of it, but I just say an origin of things. The <laughs> origins of? The origins of or history of, whatever. Let us know what you're like. Um, so today we're going to talk with the origin of chewing gum. Y'all know chewing gum was made, brought about? Some white dude thought about chewing tobacco on a healthy level. That's chewing gum was created? No. Oh. Um, the only thing I know about chewing gum is that somewhere in Guam is this tree that they made it from. Like, well, it's just, it's one of, you know, it's something like, it's something like that. Okay. You know, something like that. But I'll, I'll give you a condensed version. You guys could look it up. But basically, the chewing of gum is something that um, has been practiced for thousands of years. Evidence exists that both the ancient Greeks and the Mayans chewed on naturally occurring tree gum. So it may have been, you know, in that tree in Guam. Oh, they, they mean the Mayans. Do you have any proper history of the Mayans like we do the Egyptians? So the man-made variety of chewing gum that we know today was created by Thomas Adams during the 1800s. Adams was searching for a way to make synthetic rubber out of naturally occurring chicle gum. His intention was use, was to use the synthetic rubber to manufacture tires, boots, and children's toys. However, all of his experiments and prototypes failed, leaving him with a soft product that was pretty much useless. So for some reason, this, this dude, 
who was using the rubber to make toys and tire, decided to put it in his mouth and try it out. And he liked the taste and consistency. And yeah, this discovery led to him opening a chewing gum factory and he perfected the flavor and began to sell it for a penny a strip. What's his name, Thomas Adams? Yeah, Thomas Adams oh, wow. during the 1800s. So that's the origin of chewing gum. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I want to know if you guys remember this. Um, do you know Sapa Dilly Tree? Dilly Tree, right? Yeah. Have you seen the the gooey white stuff that comes out of the Dilly Tree? <laughs> what? The gooey white stuff? <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, wait. I, Have you guys heard of... <laughs> oh, mine is dirty. I see why she's... What? Um, gooey white not. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys heard of the Sapa Dilly Tree? Yes. Okay. Have you ever seen the gooey stuff that comes out of white it? Stuff, it's white. Yes. Um, we used to chew that when we were small and we couldn't afford gum we would pick it off the tree and we would chew that and my mom chewed it when she was a little girl and her mom chewed it yep and not just that tree it's several trees that that emit that gooey white stuff and you can chew it gross it was good and she's still living today and I'm still alive healthy I'll take the fruit for 500 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh, me too. I'll, I'll take a trident. Well, oh, you mean the, the fruit of the tree? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll take a trident. Yeah, I never ate the leaf before in my life, so I don't... What? Non-Bahamian. I don't know what I'm missing. Non-Caribbean Whoa, guy. Boy. Never, never ate dilly, guava. What? Oh. You never even had guava duff? Never. But it would... Never. So, um... To close off the podcast, we have a last segment. Um, our guest actually thought of something to do, so we're going to hand it over to her. We um, we are at her mercy right now. I don't know. You said you had something. You was going to do something. Yeah, you, you you said you wanted to interview us, like, not so oh, long ago. Oh, that, that. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, so, so this, this is how it is, getting prepared behind the studio. Mm-hmm. Behind the scene. Oh, my phone is dead. Okay. <laughs> Live from the news station, <laughs> this is Today's News at One. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so I, I was interested in how this podcast got started. I know Lano. I know Keo, too, but I, I've known Lano... Uh, for a long time, and we're really great friends. He's my best friend. <laughs> and, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> right, with these. Um, and uh, so I wanted, to, so we always talked about podcasts and like things needing to be said and getting it out there. And I know you're a multimedia guy and you love stuff like this. Uh, but I wanted to know what made, what was the uh, inspiration behind starting this podcast, one, and then what was the inspiration behind the name? You want to tell it or you want me to tell it? I'll, I'll start. You could just interject. All um, right. So, for to backtrack even before the podcast, Lano and I, we thought of an idea for a YouTube channel, which is still coming up. Um, it's called Eating Food and Drinking Wine. In the Bahamas. So, that will be coming out shortly. We won't give much description, but that's something we've been working on for a while. And, yeah, it's coming out. And... The realm of podcasting obviously wasn't far. Uh, we listened we listened to our podcast from someone else actually called Views with David Dobrik. He's a good friend of mine. Shout I introduced out to him a lot. Yo, Jeff. Yeah. My nigga. My nigga. <laughs> My nigga. 
So yeah, we'd always listen to David's podcast. Um, and one of it, one of his ads, he would talk about Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me Let explain. Me explain. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, this song really easy, and I brought it to Lano's attention because he was already working on one thing. Why not work on something else? And we looked up Anchor. We decided that we like it, and boom. Got so and also they pay. Yeah, they pay, you know. I mean, come on. <laughs> no minimum listenership. <laughs> I mean, wow. Come on. The more listeners, more money. Yeah, let me insert something too, guys, for the Playmass listeners, the people that are listening on the Discover Music Channel. To find our older episodes, check us out on Anchor. Talk about it with Keys and Lands. You just search it up on Anchor and you'll find episodes 1 to 16. Yeah, because we start with episode 17 for y'all, so you check us out from there. So yeah, Lana, what's the name of it, you know? Ah, the name. <laughs> the name. <laughs> so one day Keys is all like, um, you think we should name it Pillow Talk? And in my go on to Krill and TFS <laughs> mode, the next question for me was, I'm compelled to ask, why? He was like, because it's going to get people's attention. Yes. And when people hear Pillow Talk, they're thinking... In the gutter, kind of. I think I had an opinion about that. <laughs> okay. I pictured you guys laying down in bed with the camera up on the ceiling and. You <laughs> like, who does that? Listen, in my defense, it was so. See, see what she just said? Like, you'd want to listen or something like that. But when you come there, you find out that, you know what? These two straight guys. You know guys, what? You, that's these, true. These two straight guys talking about some. Some really interesting things. They're not laying up pillow talking, but guy golly, the name got me here. You know? <laughs> nah. Nah. Hey, hey, Lance, what you get yourself into, baby? Pillow talk with next man, baby. They why that is. Yeah, I mean, I got I gotta think about my 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 thug and my street credit ways, but like dog, you can't play me like that. So episode one was called Pillow Talk. That was the dirtiest episode we ever had. My goodness. This bomb that way, next bomb this way. I watched it, and I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, with being what we were and then realizing what we had way early, and I thank God for that, we realized that not only do we have a platform, and I thank Anchor, Anchor Anchor.fm, for being available, and also, you know, play my start today, but even before them, we realized, hey, we had a platform where we could... Not only be ourselves and enjoy what we do, but be changed. Everybody doing the same thing. How many people out there trying to be changed? And when I did the theme song, cause the day, the very first day that we did the first episode, we also did the uh, theme song right then and there. So we did everything in that one afternoon. The episode, the theme song, boom. And then when it was time to do episode two, we was like, we need a name change. And because the song was like, Bring in the drama. Let's talk about it. Boom. That's how talk about it came to be by episode two. Okay. So the so the first episode did go as pillow talk. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You're listening. Well, pillow talk. But we ain't okay. afraid to talk about it. There's lots of here, lots of stage, and this is man in town. All right. <laughs> uh. Okay, so a couple more questions. So, what what do you want this podcast to do in the world? Just make people realize how much power they have. Don't sit silent on certain things. Don't just 
be posted up on the internet with certain things. Whenever you begin to listen to us, also go out there and speak that exact same thing because whatever I speak on this, I could go out there and speak out there. One of the one of the pastors of a church, he was actually the former head of the Ministry of Education. He knows exactly how I feel about the curriculum, what is in the Ministry of Education. He knows I think it's complete garbage. In fact, if it wasn't for him, um, the things that are now needed, that been needed to get in certain colleges overseas, he made sure that was implemented before his retirement. He was trying to get that for 17 years, and they kept telling him, oh, it was useless. I want to make sure that people get out there and speak about it. Keys, on the other hand, wants to make sure that people know exactly how powerful they truly are. To me, it's basically one and the same. Do you want to elaborate, or is this the pillow talk you guys were talking about? Yo, yo. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, um, at the start of it, I wanted, I wanted us to talk about any and everything, not uh, how fair when we talk, like you know, because the world today is so PC. Oh my fucking god! Yeah. Let me say fucking. The world is so PC. When you know, like, you know, beep that, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah, the world is so PC. You have to, you have to walk on eggshells with everything you talk about, and that pisses me off. So, I wanted us to start somewhere. We we didn't care what people have to say. We talked about any and everything, and talk about it. So we wanted people to know that you know change is coming. You know, you have two voices that's gonna talk about whatever on your mind, whatever you too scared to say. And hopefully have more guests like yourself to talk about their issues and just focalize, just get out there. And also shed light um, on Bahamian issues to the international world. And yeah, get me and my nigga paid too. Of course. Yeah. This is a lot of work. I mean, you got these people in Hollywood who doing what I could do in my sleep. Mm-hmm. They getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. And that's their gift. I So I have one more question, but before I ask the question, um, well, I have two more questions. If I want to start a podcast, what? How do I go about doing it? Because I don't want to. Um, I don't want it to be complicated. <laughs> and let's just face it. I want to get some free information on how to do it. So tell me how you guys. You ready to run the side? <laughs> you ready to run the side? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Let's do an ad inside. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Back. Impromptu ad. Impromptu ad. I forgot what to say. Um, What's going on, guys? <laughs> this is not talk about it yet, even though this is talk about it. <laughs> but this is the ad for Anchor. And if you don't know what Anchor is, let me explain. Let him explain. So it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Absolutely free. There are no monthly payments, no subscription services. And they also um, have all of the tools on the application itself that you would need to make a podcast. Yeah, in one convenient place. Anchor also distributes a pilot. Yeah, distributes a podcast to other platforms like Castbox, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, um, so much more. Spotify, Spotify. just Spotify, the name you, man. iHeartRadio, like, yeah. Wow. And these are things that you don't have to do yourself, but if you want to, you could go ahead and do it manually. Um, and they also, in regards to that, with no minimum listenership so it's everything you need in one convenient place all you got to do is start uploading start doing what you got to do yeah monetize your money everything um right from your phone so that's anchor yeah i think i have that app on my phone yeah anchor.fm or download the app to get started yeah yeah 
That's anchor.fm. Cool. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no. two ads in one anchor. You better <laughs> Come on, man. I mean. Well, no, I love, I love it. I, I love um, what you were saying about being free to speak because I'm sure y'all could hear a little bit. I'm a little bit PC. I, I don't try. Okay, I do try to be a little bit PC only because what I represent, right? And I know that I sit before government officials. I sit before yes. international people. I'm, I'm myself. At the same time, um, I, I, you know, Lionel can be uh, in your face. This is what it is. You stupid and you this, which is good at times. And you, you help me with, with saying what I have to say to people who need to hear it that way. Hey, don't expose my right? thug ways, man. What are you doing? It's on camera right what now. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love it. I love that you you created this space for people to come in and just say whatever. Because before y'all started, I was like, okay, what what's the theme? Like, what 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 should I say? What's the topic? And let's talk about. And you're it. like, just say whatever. Like, relax, be cool, have fun. It's a conversation, and I felt like it's a conversation. Actually, we never said that. We have a structure. We're very organized. Don't believe anything she says. We planned everything. I would totally. Luckily, I was recording on my cell phone. And I was <laughs> <laughs> but the last question. So, Keo, what what was the most annoying thing Lano has ever said or done on this podcast to piss you off? And Lano, you answered that question too. <laughs> um, oh, he's ready? <laughs> actually, Lano is very annoying outside of the podcast. <laughs> I want to mess him up, but he's bigger than me, so I, I hold my tongue. Um, but one thing in the podcast, yeah, only one thing what he did, I it got to me, but I, I understand now what he's saying. If it wasn't episode four, it was episode six? I don't know the episode. I, but I, I, Doing episode four, five, and six, one of those. It might have been episode two or three. But yeah, I I didn't like it then. I sort of understand now, and now I'm, I have an even split on it. Um, like did you said, say what, it, what he did? No, I'm saying, yeah, the, oh, the very okay, first sorry, episode, sorry. Like, he, like he mentioned, there was a lot of cursing and all that. Um, I may have went overboard with the cursing. May have? <laughs> I watched it. Have you seen episode one? I watched it. I was like, hey, let me tell you. <laughs> I watched it, and it was it was so much, which be free. Yeah. I thought you cursed it all. I was like, you did it too. Like, yeah. What you talking about? You was like, no, I didn't watch it again. I said, Lana, yes, you let some fly. <laughs> See, in, in, in regards to that, right, because in, in my mind, and I want to be very, very clear. I want to say this. What the world calls cursing today, I don't acknowledge it as cursing, but for the sake of being available to every single listener, Get that's it. my main thing. Because to me, a curse is not understanding what you're saying. That's called a curse of stupidity, just stupidity to me. Yeah. Because if I look up the A-double-S word, I'm going to see donkey. Right. If I look up the B word, I'm going to see a female dog or a spiteful woman. So if you're using the word out of context, you're either using it as a sentence enhancer or you just don't know what the word means. You see what I'm saying? But however, on certain platforms to make sure that we're protected, to make sure that we're available to every single listener without having any issues, it'd be like, oh, no, I can't listen to that, man. You know what I mean? I, I want to make sure we're available to every single listener. Okay, so side question to that. So then you want your audience to be just everyone. Because then you may have an audience who may want it more raw, more real, and could relate to the, you know. And see, this this is where the split, even up to today, still comes into play. Mm. 
where talk about it, you know, we <clears throat> talk about any and everything and not caring. And at the same time, we put in a limit by not cursing. We got to enhance these senses sometimes. So like I say, I know I went overboard the first episode. I was young. <laughs> I, how, you know, how many weeks ago? <laughs> how many months ago? ago? I was young. He was young. You know, I'm 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 older now, so I I want to curse. Okay. I want to curse, but I don't want to use a sentence and answer. Yes, but you know, I I'm not gonna go as overboard as the first episode. But from time to time, I have to. I have use to, a sentence and answer. I have to effort because believe it or not. It may sound weird, but people understand, and people be like, "Okay, they're gonna remember that effort, and they're gonna remember what's attached to that effort." Like for me, that's how I. If someone curse and they making a powerful statement, I'll remember that. You yeah. remember that more. It's an yeah. appeal to the emotion, and he and he lets it out. Yeah, it's just a sound effect it's that just comes what along it is. before it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, um, that's me. That's but, the answer. But, so, so what I'm saying is, so will you guys have a core audience? Or it's just whoever. Because if you do want to call audience, then you're going to have to decide if you're going to let it rip. Uh-huh. Like, keep it all the way real or not. Based we on we, we have discussed this in the past about certain episodes having the viewer discretion is advised mm-hmm. kind of theme. I don't think we've hit that episode yet. but um, First episode. That don't count. <laughs> that don't count. But on some real stuff... Based on how the world looking today, I do believe that episode is coming close. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I didn't say. Yes. I got it. Yes, I, and I can't wait to see it. So, Lana, what is kid? Well, I get that's that's your answer too. Yeah. Let what me. did I piss you off with? Me? How can I piss anybody off? Fam, you on, know where on I the stand. the podcast. You know where I stand, and and and, and you and I are heavily against. PC culture, right? Mm-hmm. I do believe, however, in some instances, you are a bit too PC, and I've I've addressed some of these things. And really, and yeah, like like he, he knows, like let's say, right? This is pertaining to the podcast. On on the podcast, on the podcast, okay. he's been certain. He switched it up today. He's been a certain way towards certain topics, and I've been okay. the opposite okay. of the coin. Okay, you feel me? Well, let's let me interject. Sorry, <laughs> not to cut you off, but I and. I'm intentionally that way because you are so you up there, so I can't be up there too. I, I want you to be up there with no, me. I want it to be. I A try. Balance. Yes. Listen. Yeah. Listen. This is this is you and I. <clears throat> bang yin right. and yang. A yeah, balance. Like, I can't be a bad cop if you're not a bad cop. You know with me. You know how much times I want to do the things that you do and say what you say, but you already say it, so I gotta calm and collect it. You can't have two trash people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get it. Want to listen to two niggas. <laughs> <laughs> listen, to see John Cena and The Rock in the ring at the exact same time. Well, we will never be John Cena. We will never be on. I'm, I'm going to be better than John Cena. That's no better than John Cena. I'm, 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 I'm going to be better. No. Not in the ring, of course. I mean, come on, dog. John. How's <laughs> that, man? Yeah. <laughs> But Brock, um, Brock Lesnar says hello. But anyway, answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's a bit too PC at times. I'm all for the war and kicking down the door just to fight for what's right. Keith will find another alternative. I'm Malcolm X or the Black Panthers. He's Martin Luther King Jr. All for the same cause, though. Yeah. 
but it's how we go about <laughs> with that cause. That that's my thing with what I combat with. But at the end of the day, I understand it's on the same road. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to get to the same places, mm-hmm. yeah. regardless of how I feel on the matter. So I could get a little vexed <laughs> with him at times on the matter and then be like, hey, you know what? Screw that, my nigga. Like, I agree to disagree with you on this matter, but at the end of the day, mm. we still seeing the same thing. Cool. Cool. Uh, I just want to, I, I, I know I'm not supposed to add segments because I'm the guest, but just a fun fact, seeing as though we started with um, uh, autism awareness or mm-hmm. special needs, the, the, what is this right here? Puzzle. Is it puzzle or the ribbon? Okay, the puzzle. The pin? So, yeah. So, the pin that I'm wearing is a puzzle piece, and the puzzle piece represents the complexity of the autism um, disorder, and the colors in it represents the spectrum of it, because no two uh, individuals with autism are the same. So, that's a fun fact. Autism is represented by the puzzle piece. All right. I'm part of the puzzle. And and yes, and I'm wearing a shirt. Oh, can't really stand up. The shirt says, "I'm part of the puzzle." If I had known, I would have put on my shirt. It'll be cool next time. But meaning um, that we are all pieces of this big, beautiful puzzle that we're trying to put together. We have we. It's not figured out yet. I don't believe that we need a cure for autism because it's not a disease. Uh, we just need intervention and we need proper techniques in place. Tell to our government. Right. Um, and even international government. But we are all part of the puzzle. And if you do your, if you put your piece in, you put your piece in, I put my piece in, we could create that beautiful picture. Yeah. Also, wait, mother frizz, screw that. I am not staying cool about this. Y'all parents, wait. And when I say y'all parents, I mean y'all dads. Whenever y'all find that y'all got a, a child with special needs, stop walking out on that child. Also, shout out to Cody Lee, bro. My God. You're, you, you, just like many like you, blessing, blessing. But screw y'all dads that walk out, my man. Screw y'all. Hardcore. No, encourage them to get help. Do your job. See, that's a child, bro. That's a child. That no, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't. Screw you, dads. You trifling. Exactly. Screw you, dads, bro. Like that's a child. Yeah. Do better. You brought that child here. God gave you that child for a reason because you're supposed to do something with that child. You don't know the gift that that child holds. I'm gonna calm down before I get even more angrier than I feel. I'm starting to understand what you're saying. <laughs> I like this. This is fun. How do you guys end it? Oh, I think it's ending right now. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Now, as we close out, um, thank you for being a guest on the show. We appreciate you. You dropped some valuable information. Again, for that call to action for the government. Heed these words, man. Be prepared. Yeah. Um, well, the next building we take down is going to be big and yellow and white. No, we won't. And those words don't reflect my beliefs <laughs> or intentions. I am uh, the founder of Therapy Learning Center. Fine, and I we'll do protest not and we'll intend. just barricade the doors. We will make our voice heard. We, we, that's what we'll do. Okay, fine. We'll make our voices heard. Yeah, we'll make our voices heard. We'll it's needed. And thank you guys for having me. It was, for it was sure, fun. For sure. 
Um, we normally charge our guests like a hundred thousand for the episode. But cool. you good? No, well, you good. I, I wired it oh. to you, right? Did you get it? The work. Okay. I mean, Keo, check that. Check that. No, Keo, you I gotta might, check him. He might be stealing. Kicked in yet? No, I don't like the PayPal kicked in. I wired that money. <laughs> but yeah, you have any um social media? Anything you want to plug? For? Yeah, Instagram. Like I said, um, Teach Simple. Teach Simple. Yeah, Facebook Therapy Learning Center. Therapy Learning Center. Yeah, you'll get to see a lot of behind the scenes. Of what we do with our students, it's a lot of fun, um, and that's it. Is there something else? Oh, I will be starting a podcast called Sped Talk. Sped Talk, get it? A play on TED Talk, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sped Talk, all things special education, and it's gonna be kind of like this, where it's we're going in, we're we're talking about the truth. No peace. We're not being PC. It so is like, what it is. So Sped Talk, that's coming. Lana's going to help me with the setup and everything. And um, we are, and then we're starting a YouTube channel as well. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So, guys, um, like I said, for the Playmask listeners, you're on Discover Music channel. Um, you can catch our old episodes, um, 116 on anchor.fm, or you could download the Anchor app. So you just catch up with us, catch up the topics that we've been discussing. And when you're current, you listen to what you're currently on, Discover Music Channel. If you're listening to us regularly through Anchor or Castbox Apple, still continue to do that. Um, we just all over the place, baby. We all over the place. We all over. Ouchia. For your convenience. Bang. Um, so email us at islandtalkaboutit.gmail.com. Any questions, any advice, dating advice, anything you want to know about special needs, we'll, um, needs, we'll redirect it. Um, yeah, just if you want to talk, if you want to say hi to Keo, not Lance, just do that. Uh, follow us on our Facebook page, Talk About O'Keys and Lance. Instagram, same thing, Talk About O'Keys and Lance. Or just keys underscore lands Twitter talk about it with keys and lands. Um, yeah, that's that's our social media. Also check out our main social medias. You know, mine is Lano underscore the Sage on Instagram, Lano the Sage on Twitter. Um, View the sound is still active for now. Yes, I've been saying I'm gonna shut it down, but we'll see what happens eventually. Right. That's good. <laughs> um. Yeah, and hit up Keys as well, Lock Life Traveler on Instagram. That's L O C, not L O C K. That's L O C. Yeah, and um, I do believe what what, what is it on Twitter? Oh, what? Oh, sh- I got the keys. Sorry, I got the. I, I got, got the keys. Keys, keys, keys. I got the keys. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's it, man. That's it. So thank y'all for sticking around for this. Um, Next episode, we appreciate y'all. Episode one eight, son. Yep. Um. Yeah, thank y'all for supporting us. We love y'all. Um. Oh, I forgot. I supposed to do this every episode. I was starting now. Lano, the Sage is the best rapper in the Bahamas. He could contend with the best of the best worldwide. <laughs> you don't believe me? Check him out. Best of the best. I agree. I almost forgot um, <laughs> my YouTube. I'm, I'm humbled. Anytime I get this, um, my YouTube page, uh, Lano the Sage as well. So check that out. Um, like and subscribe, man. I got some content coming soon. I'm going to drop a song um, possibly this weekend called Piano Dream. Um, it's a tale on why I think the way that I do now and the journey that led me to where I am today. Um, it's basically a conversation with myself and God. 
So yeah, hope you guys enjoy that, and it's gonna be on. Um, it's gonna be on all platforms to purchase soon and stream. Yeah. Also, last and final thank you. We are ranking in the top ten for Apple Podcast, social, society, and culture, comedy, um, everything. We top ten all over the world. Um, yeah, this is manifestation in the works. Law of attraction and law of action. See that? So yeah. Bye. All right. So, with that being said, we out here. No, I'm done. <laughs> you guys take it easy, man. We out. You still got it. Okay. While you go to the computer, I can rap. No. All right. No, 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 no. So no, no, just no. Uh, hold on. No, no, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. No. Your style is generic. No, no, no. Mine's no, authentic, no, no. mate. We're gonna drive on. Still wanna talk about it. Talk about it.